0: Okay. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome. Welcome to this week's uh, podcast. And this is a, a first. This is a first for us here. We're going to be doing a television show on our movie podcast. That's a
1: first? Why are we doing a television show? <laughs> because it's the golden age of television. It's as good as a movie. <laughs> no, it is uh, it is the golden age. I mean, it really is. Look, I mean, this is a perfect example, right? Because this is Steven Soderbergh of of Hollywood fame and notoriety. No, and, I know. Respect, I, I feel right? like
0: it, we're all living in the post Sopranos world. Like, all oh, this is this is you know, the Nick owes a huge debt to the Sopranos. Well, it's the Sopranos. Uh, and by the way, for those listening, we are doing the Nick. The
1: Nick. Week. Yes. Um from what is it? Cinemax. Cinemax.
0: Cinemax, right. Yeah. I didn't even know that Cinemax still existed.
1: They still <laughs> exist. They're part of HBO. I mean, yeah, I know,
0: but it's just interesting. Like, I I don't know anybody who has Cinemax, but I guess Cinemax is out there still. But Um, um,
1: look, you know, it's it's the golden age of TV for more for. I mean, this is a perfect example because it's not just that the Sopranos was great that, but it's also that you know demographically and socioeconomically and basically there aren't that many people going to the movies anymore who are adults. So right.
0: And I think that, I think that the the, the, Sim, sorry, the Simpsons, the Sopranos, probably a little bit of the Simpsons too, but the Sopranos <laughs> kind of like, it pulled back all the veneer and it allowed sort of television shows and writers to sort of show characters in a much more sort of three-dimensional and complex way. One, I might,
1: mean, one might say cinematic.
0: <laughs> I didn't know where to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is a, so the, I don't know, how you, I don't think you can really do a synopsis other than to say that it's, it's a, a hospital in New York City in the year 1900 and everybody involved with it.
1: Right. And uh, Clive Owen is the star where he plays a, an American surgeon who also happens to be a cocaine addict. Um, right. And then
0: later a heroin addict. He, basically, he graduates to heroin well
1: he'll do anything i mean i think i think coke is his drug of choice but when he's he, he uses um anything else if he can get his hands on it especially if he's jonesing you know he, um, he goes to opium that's his like withdrawal med
0: and really i mean clive owen and andre Holland as as the african-american surgeon Algernon edwards are really kind of the two stars with with a lot of like kind of second tier characters that get a lot of screen time right the right the hospital manager cornelia robertson sort of the the wealthy white uh woman who's in love with uh, dr edwards and right can't talk about it even the ambulance
1: uh, driver and right. um
0: and the nun we'll, and we'll get yeah. back to the ambulance driver by the way but he's my favorite character in the whole show
1: He's Cleary. He's terrific. He's terrific. Well, look, you know, I got to say, I mean, it's really well cast in it. There's a whole bunch of character actors in it that are really good and they get to they get to shine.
0: It's kind of ER meets uh, Downton Abbey.
1: Right. Plus, uh, well, yeah, but you throw in a way more gristle. (laughs) i mean er is literal
0: gristle like ER, literal human being gristle
1: right er is smooth you know this thing is it is right but er is 20
0: years ago right right i mean er is that long ago but you know but this this owes a debt to er sort of in the way like er kind of took the medical procedural show to a different level like when you and i were kids we used to watch emergency you know (laughs) and and mash yeah. Well, MASH is more a uh, sort of a sitcom, sitcom than a true procedural, but like 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 emergency is on Netflix, and if you go back and watch it, it's pretty watchable, but it's basically, you know, it's Dragnet in an ambulance, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's it's even did you know that um Emergency is a spin off of Adam twelve and Adam twelve is a spin off of Dragnet. So they're all directly related.
1: I did not know that because when, that I used to, when I used to watch Emergency and love it, by the way, when I was a kid, um, I had no idea what a spinoff was. Right.
0: I loved Adam 12. You know that I was a square kid if I was like, I wanted to look like the cops. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still high school. I like their crew cuts. <laughs> um, uh. um, so... Um, so the so the Nick is about a lot of things. I mean, it's it's about the development of modern surgery, and every episode features one to two fairly explicit surgical scenes, most of which end in the patient dying. Yeah, um, and it's also about race and wealth and politics and
1: public health in
0: New York, right? In public health in New York in the year nineteen hundred. By the way, New York and in the year nineteen hundred looks like a pretty rough and tumble place, but a, it looks better than gangs in New York, and B, it looks like it'd be kind of fun to go for a weekend.
1: I think they knew how to have a good time considering the, co- the constant imminent threat of death was hanging over them.
0: Well, I, you know, everything's legal. You know, like um, uh, Thack does, you know, whatever drug you can get, but it's all legal. You know, like it's not illegal to go to an opium den, it's not illegal to use cocaine. Like they recognize in the show that. You know, addiction is real, and these things are bad. But you know, like nobody arrests no. anybody for this. Well,
1: they only made that stuff illegal in the nineteen teens when they passed that first, you know, anti-drug law. Followed but it's shortly sort of thereafter interesting that by prohibition. Living
0: right but it's sort of interesting that they're living in that time you know what i'm yeah. saying And the, the other thing that they don't have is a malpractice attorney you know like right. they've got a greater than a 50 percent mortality and other than a little bit of guilty conscience you know the docs kind of like eh, on to the next you know like it's it's like, it's impressive how like that doesn't feature into their world at all
1: yeah so i i gotta i i found the series uh quite addicting and um sometimes brutal no to watch intended <laughs> um Sometimes brutal to watch, uh, frequently brutal to watch, but I I found it uh, quite intriguing, I have to say. I mean, there are a lot of... I think I watch more um, TV, um, i.e. cable series than you do. Um, I think I watch more movies. You watch more movies, but I think I watch... At this point, I'm watching more sort of cable series because I can... Sort of bite size them when I have a little time, and I think there's a lot of pretty good ones. I think yeah, this you one's can watch one of the best. On your
0: phone or your iPad, wherever you are, too, you can take the show with you.
1: Yeah, and um, this one I think is is particularly good. I, I happen to be uh, probably a bigger fan of Steven Soderbergh than you are. Yeah,
0: you. I, I think Soderbergh's okay. I think he's always sort of made a bigger impression on your psyche than on mine. Um, although I did like, um, I did like the Girlfriend Experience. Yeah. Um, I Was I going to say? Um, you know, the show. I think kind of. I, I said this to my wife. The show kind of makes up for what it lacks in fun, what it has in interesting. Like it has an abundance of abundance of interesting things happening, but yeah. a lot of the episodes are pretty upsetting. You know, like oh, there's yeah. no shortage of terrible outcomes, or uh, uh, you know, revealing the the unpleasant and dark side of the human nature. And most people, and this is kind of something that doesn't really become true until you watch most of the first season, is almost everything that they set up in the first half of the first season, meaning who's a good person, who's a bad person, who's the hero, who's the villain, they flip it in the middle. And by the second season, a lot of the more heroic characters are revealed to be fairly shabby individuals. And some of the characters that you were initially kind of told were terrible people are actually shown to be sort of more beneficent or complicated than you were allowed to see. And for example, you know, Thak, right? I mean, the whole first season, Thak is sort of viewed through sort of these, you know, these very, very heroic lens. And he's doing these incredible surgeries and he's figuring everything out. And as the show goes on... His addiction is revealed to be an enormous problem. He's jealous of uh, Zinberg up at Sinai. Mm-hmm. You know, like he may in fact be holding Birdie back. You know, he's, he's by any definition terrible to Lucy Elkins who falls in love with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he has moments, like for example, the way he treats the syphilitic woman, he has moments of greatness. But like the more you get to know Thack, kind of the, the more you don't like him.
1: Yeah, Thack is he's a very, he's incredibly complex complex character, and he gets more complex as the series goes on. And you're absolutely right. I mean, he has he's heroic and he's deeply flawed.
0: Well, and he, and, and, and Algernon Edwards, the African American surgeon, you know, he's brought in initially as a very cardboard character. You know, he's virtuous and mm-hmm. bright and super smart, and he's wonderful. And isn't it terrible that they're holding him down? But also, as the show goes on, it turns out that he likes to go out on a bender and pick fights with random people, and he has a wife that he has hidden from everyone because he's essentially ashamed for her. Right. You know, like he's he's not so wonderful underneath a little bit. And again, it makes it makes both him and Thack more interesting. But you know, I certainly liked both Thack and Edwards much much less as the show went on.
1: Right, and sort of. You know, Bertie, who's the the junior surgeon, who is um, he? And I don't think he's he's, he's out in of, awe of that. He's out of training, but he's still a sort of junior um, faculty, I guess. In the right. show, I
0: think he's supposed to be close to medical school. I mean, I they don't I, I don't think that they say exactly how old Bertie is, but I believe he's supposed to be in his you know mid twenties at most. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be young, but but Birdie sort of
1: is it, it, fairly virtuous throughout. Um, <sighs>
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And he 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 holds, his star sort of rises um,
0: throughout the show. Well, and he contributes a lot, you know, like he's often sort of lurking in the background, but he contributes a lot to Thack's work, and he thinks of stuff sometimes. But like, for example, to go back to uh, Cleary, the ambulance driver, you know, Cleary in the initial few episodes is presented in the most coarse and vile manner. You know, mm-hmm. he reminds me, for example, he reminds me a little bit of the coachman who drives Um, dances with wolves out to the frontier fort. (laughs) Uh, You know, just like a sort of a really, really vulgar guy. And then as the show goes on, you actually find out he had a terrible upbringing, and he can kind of see the world the way it is, and the way that, for example, uh, when the nun, uh, uh, when uh, Harriet, the nun, gets in trouble for performing, essentially, abortions, you know, he rallies to her aid when everyone wants to run away from her. He basically engineers her For freedom you know and and he's not he's not doing it for purely altruistic reasons, but he sees the good in her, and he sees that she just can't be sent away for the rest of her life yeah,
1: well um you know uh, he also has feelings for her um, yeah
0: not I don't yeah. think
1: sexual feelings more maternal well, <laughs> you haven't watched the whole series yet, but i right, well. <laughs> i don't want to give it Uh-oh. away,
0: but <laughs> very edible. <laughs> Um <laughs> uh oh good lord. Anyway, um, he he's I've got he's a few episodes to go before I'm done. Yeah. Um there's there's two uh there's two great uh bits of nepotism in the show. Eve Hewson, who plays Nurse Elkins, is mm-hmm.
1: Bono's daughter.
0: Oh you know, I did
1: read that somewhere. I forgot about that. Yeah. And
0: Gallinger's wife is Elia Kazan's granddaughter. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw her name was Kazan in the credits, and I thought, oh, it had to be. You know, how many Kazans could there be? Um, what was I going to say? So, so you know, the show is a lot about race. Uh, I mean, they're obsessed with race on it's this about, show.
1: It's about race and about just the changing social order. Uh, you know, in in the big city in in America.
0: And, a very, and it's, you know, it's an ultra-segregated time, right? There's the black hospital. There's the Jewish hospital. Right. You know, there's even mentioned one episode of an Irish hospital. Right. Um, the immigrants are you know, still and, not very integrated. Um, right, and, and Edwards can't get an apartment in a nice area. He's only allowed to get an apartment in a black area. Right. Um, you know, and the, some of the white patients just openly to his face say they don't want him touching him
1: yeah all the time and that that's why primarily um um what's his name uh the main character um fact Thack? facts facts reason <laughs> sorry yeah thackeray's reason for not wanting to hire edwards is is basically that it's gonna upset um the patients um
0: and he doesn't want to be a champion of integration although no. he ends up he ends up rallying behind edwards when he realizes that he's useful to him
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know he doesn't really want much to do with edwards until he realizes that edwards can help further his research and his reputation then all of a sudden he's behind him you know much to the dismay of gallinger
1: right because edwards is talented and also trained overseas and learned a lot and
0: um, right and he and and not not only has he learned a lot he knows Different things, like he's he's seen another world of medicine. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. didn't just come up in the states or specifically in New York. Like he's seen a whole other group of docs that have looked at medicine through a different lens, right? right? And and he speaks French, and there's right? no so Googling he can, he and can YouTube, transla- right? And he can translate papers that are written in French,
1: right? And even even the the published printed um, dissemination of information is relatively young. It's not, you know, let alone not having uh, Google, um, even the journals are not, they're still sort of separated and there's continental journals and there's American journals. And, right, and they're not
0: coming out with an issue a month, I'm sure.
1: Right. And, and you get the sense that there's a there's, you know, the, the dissemination of information takes probably a decade to, or two um, to get around rather than months or a year or two.
0: I, every episode, they have a full surgical theater. I'm always wondering how these docs have the time to come and watch. It's always a room full of people.
1: Well, before HMOs, they had the time. That was only in this. <laughs> they were doing this up until like 1978.
0: A little bit of golf, watch yeah. brain surgery at the Nick. You know, sure.
1: Go to the opium um, den.
0: The one thing I don't buy that I just haven't bought the whole time is 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 cornelia's relationship with uh, edwards i just don't buy it
1: seems a bit stretched even as as progressive as she tends to be you know she's a philanthropist to the core um it still seems a bit far-fetched given that how how frowned upon it would have been even in high society
0: well and also they sort of grew up together you know it's a little bit un- unlikely that you'd feel romantic towards the person you grew up with sort of essentially as your brother. And, you know, it's funny because it's, it's unclear how old exactly they're supposed to be, but she looks significantly older than him.
1: I don't know. I mean, I I guess it's not entirely crazy given that they probably come from sort of a a Northern abolitionist type, um, you know, strain. And, you know, maybe she absorbed that to the point where, it's almost fashionable for her to 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 be with someone, you know, be with a an you know, a black. I don't maybe.
0: know. Maybe it's possible,
1: but it does seem a um, bit somehow contrived. Maybe it's not. It's yeah, not a tremendous I don't know. I just, stretch.
0: I, no, I don't know. I just for me, it didn't work um it didn't you feel liked natural the, you like the score i i thought the score was kind of jarring it's funny because i was talking about it with a friend of mine at work and and he said i like everything on that show except the music doesn't go with it
1: <laughs> huh It's it's so it didn't you didn't warm to it later huh because last time nah, i talked well, to you about it, it
0: i mean it's weird because you know like there's no plastic they only have you know metal wood leather mm-hmm. porcelain but then you've got this sort of synthesized soundtrack I don't know it kind of takes me out of it like really? oh yeah I'm watching a tv show
1: I don't know I think the music is is edgy and sort of disturbing and fits I I don't I don't know I mean I think yeah. that when you you said
0: you bought the the cd right you, you yeah. it in your car
1: I think it's a great soundtrack I think it's probably it's I think it's one of the best analog synth soundtracks I think it's great analog synth just on its own it's really well done.
0: Um, by the way, uh, before I forget, Michael uh, Angarano, who plays Birdie, was almost Anakin Skywalker in the Phantom Menace. He he was one of the final three. Hmm. So he would have had a honestly probably helped his career that he didn't get it because it didn't do anything for Jake Lloyd. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who exactly? Right. <laughs> Uh, and he was in, um, wasn't he in Almost Famous? Wasn't he the young guy in Almost Famous? I think he was. It looks like know. him. Um, but, you know, like like we were talking about, like the world of the Nick is, you know, it's hyper stratified. You know, even the way, for example, um, the hospital administrator, uh, Barrow, you know, like he wants to be admitted to a social club. Yeah. You know, and he has to go on an interview, Yeah, right? To get into the social club so that he has a a club uh, to attend in the evenings. You haven't seen Mr. Selfridge yet, I don't think, but half of Mr. Selfridge's takes place at, uh, you know, with Selfridge going off to the club to basically drink and gamble and smoke cigars. But yeah, it's very, it's presented in a sort of similar manner. Like, you know, like if you're a man of a certain level of means, you have a club to go to. Although, although Barrow not only has a club, he also has a prostitute on the side that he's essentially keeping.
1: Right. Barrow is not a straight shooter, to say the least. He's embezzling. He's, he's, the, he's sort of the, the underworld made alive. Uh, he, he represents sort of all graft um, that's, been, that's, that's woven through high society and woven through the city. And Although he, what
0: I do love about Barrow... Is the way he's just willing, you know, in the right circumstances, he's more than willing to explain the scam or tell people, like, here's how the you're going to pay me off for this contract. Like, right. He just comes right out and says it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, so, Chris Sullivan is, is the actor that that, uh, that played... He's Cleary. Played Cleary, the ambulance driver, and is terrific. And he's an American. He's not Irish.
0: I don't know if I've seen him in anything else. I don't no. know, I didn't recognize him.
1: No, it looks like he's been, he's had some TV roles and some um, some film roles, a bunch of TV roles. He, was, you know, he's, he did some Law and Order, he did a bunch of TV Everybody series. did Law and Order. Right. You
0: did Law and Order.
1: Yeah, when I tried <laughs> to talk about it, I don't want to brag.
0: Um, he's great, though. He's really, really good. He's just so coarse, but he's coarse in sort of like a lovable way. You Boy, know, the way that like, the ambulance yeah. drivers, you know, beat each other up to take somebody to the hospital to charge the hospital a buck.
1: Hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. He is such an interesting, charming character. And he, you know, what, what he does well is that he, from, from scene one with him, you get the sense that, that he's complex. Even though, you know, he has two, three minutes of screen time in the first episode. And you already think this guy is interesting immediately. Like that's something he, the, the uh, Sullivan does in playing the part.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't want to work with him, but I would love to go to a bar with him and have a couple of drinks. Yeah, I don't know. You just want to know
1: more about him. I mean, he's, he just he did a terrific job in the role. He he gives you the sense immediately that there's a lot going on under the surface, and then it, it pans out. You know, I think I wonder if they planned him to be a bigger character, or they or he grew because he was so good. I, I wonder. Maybe,
0: although but they, you know, like they but do, do kind talk of about planning throughout. of the show. I mean, the show—we're not no spoilers here. We won't say exactly, but the show ends in a cliffhanger and goes off the air. Like there is no resolution to essentially the main storyline and many of the other storylines. Like I think that they had planned to do four years, and then the show was abruptly canceled. Well, I think
1: that when they. At the end of the second season, I mean, the, the, the story, as I know it, which isn't well, is Soderbergh sort of retired from regular Hollywood to make TV and to make The Nick. Uh, and that's been, that was his main project during this uh, couple of years when they when they made it. Um, and he, you know, they ended up making two seasons, 20 episodes total um, 2014 and 15, I guess it, it aired and they, he was intending to, to do two more seasons. And I guess Cinemax wanted some kind of changes in the end and they kind of had a dispute and then he, he basically bowed out and they stopped. Um, the other thing that's interesting is that Soderbergh uh, uses a couple pseudonyms because he's the cinematographer and the editor. Um, and he uses a couple pseudonyms, Peter Andrews and Marianne Bernard, but they're him. So right. he he, uh, he made a lot, you know, he, he
0: produced you could imagine. It. I mean, he probably did it A, to have more control and to reduce cost. The show looks very expensive. Yeah. I wonder where they filmed it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a they, lot of you know, sets, I'm sure, but um, yeah, but they're outdoors a lot.
1: They are. Like, there's a lot, a lot of
0: scenes of carriages and mm-hmm. and running through the city, or, or Lucy biking through the city. Although a lot of the outdoor scenes um, that are
1: sort of clearly outdoors are in front of the Knicks. There's kind of like one area where they they shoot. I mean, the first the first uh, episode, you see him riding around through a city on, in a carriage, and they. They clearly dressed um, either part of, it was, uh, you know, it's probably Toronto or something that they picked a corner Actually, no, I just Googled it. It's filmed in New York City. Okay, so they dressed part of New York. That's not cheap.
0: I don't Fax know. Fax Apartment, you can recognize a little bit of stuff, but not much. And for example, I, I, I imagined that most of it was not filmed in New York, but apparently it's all filmed in New York, but Fax Apartment is sorry not that apartment cordelia's apartment is close to the apartment that john travolta and stephanie go to and have an argument at in saturday night fever like you can see that apartment down the street it's that it's that that apartment's in when harry met sally it's got this sort of like sort of 90 direct 90 degree change in the staircase out in front so that must be a, a block that they use for tv and movies a lot but i recognize that apartment a few times this is somewhere downtown but apparently or the, yeah but apparently the whole thing is uh Filmed in the city. Interesting. Which is interesting.
1: I wonder if they, yeah. if the studio was, if they shot it in a studio in New York. I imagine it's so expensive. I would think they didn't.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, looks like, though, it looks like a lot of it is filmed in the Lower East Side. Uh, the Knickerbocker Hospital is uh, the exterior to Boys High School in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Boys High. That's My dad <clears throat> went to Boys High, actually
0: your father went there Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's awesome um but you know it is i don't know like i've got a few more episodes to go i'm almost done with the second season but it is distressing to know that like i said to my wife like nothing's going to be resolved like i just know like from what i read like it just you know it ends mid cliffhanger and that's the end
1: well just,
0: just think how frustrating that must be for the actors
1: Well, they they do, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you, but they they do close one thing out that, you know, they clearly decided to do the last couple episodes um, that you'll see. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but they they do close out a couple of things that make you think, you know, it's probably not coming back.
0: They Um, must have had some knowledge. And you could imagine Soderbergh is talking to Cinemax and they want to go back to less expensive, more tawdry fare, I imagine. Uh, they exactly
1: mean, I, right i, I think cinemax well actually they i think that some of the other things they've been showing were were foreign made imported military dramas and things like that that were um not even remotely this quality you know really. do
0: you have cinemax
1: no but i've seen a couple episodes of and i can't remember the name of the series there's, there's some series about a uh, american and british special operative soldiers that's pretty yeah, it's it's sort of you know run of the mill kind of action, muscle flexing um, series with some banter in it. I've seen a couple episodes of that. Um, about guys chasing terrorists, kind of thing. Um, but I was
0: trying to. Are there any other shows really like the Nick? I was I, trying to think about it. I mean, you know, like you know, in and in you know, in England you could do that sort of like class drama, Mister Selfridge, upstairs, downstairs, down Nabby. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, even even East Enders has a lot of that. I guess, but and you can do uh,
1: historical, you can do historical drama, and you can even do kind of historical medical drama to an extent. Right,
0: but, but I think, but I, but I think if you're going to set it in America, they're going to, there's probably going to have a little more, a little more edge to it than a British show might. No, no disrespect to our British listeners, all two of them. <laughs>
1: No, this show is, I think, great. <laughs> By the way, somebody
0: in London's like, go blind me.
1: Well, I, I look, I, I happen to love I love British TV. I think they make a, some really yeah, great. No, series, no, no. I a watch a ton
0: of, of British TV, but it, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is British TV and American TV don't feel like the same at all.
1: No, they're not the same. And um the there's a sort of um there's a there's a quality about the Nick that's not dreamy and it's not there's zero romance in it whatsoever. You know, it's like a, it's like a, uh, you take a, a razor blade and dip it in liquid nitrogen. That's, <laughs> you know, that's this show. And, you know, the, some of the, the British shows, even shows that are kind of rough and about death. Like there's, did you see the, uh, river with, um, river? Uh, it was a, like a six, one of those short, you know, like six episode Brit, um, short series they make. And, um, it's with um, St- Stefan Chase. Uh, what the hell is his name? It's um, Stellan St- 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 Skarsgård. Oh, yeah. Stellan yeah, yeah, yeah. St- Skarsgård. He's great. He's good in Walker. everything. He's terrific. So He's in uh,
0: Ronin. He yeah. plays Gregor
1: and uh, He's terrific, and uh, he I, I really liked River. Um, that's a, sort of a really good, I think, really well made uh, UK um, six episode single series from 2015 from BBC One, and um, and it, it you know it's about a guy who kind of is is a little bit unusual, maybe. Um, maybe you had a tortured childhood, maybe, aut- maybe a, an adult autistic, maybe whatever. He's an unusual detective. And, mm-hmm. um, and his dead partner who he keeps sort of talking to in his head mm-hmm. and who he sort of was in love with sort of um, as much as he could be. Uh, he's the only person, she was the only person that he really was attached to in life. And uh, it was very good. And, even though it's edgy it has this kind of kind of a a dreamy kind of romantic undertone to it and not that it has a happy ending it doesn't but it but it, it has it's sort of a little aspirational a little bit trying to to demonstrate that that people can make connections and that that people can can achieve some kind of um, they, can, they can achieve a, a feeling of peace maybe in their life somehow, right? There's just none of that in the neck at all.
0: You know, no, no one's having any peace.
1: There's no peace. You know, there, there's only... They're all
0: just sort of hurling themselves around from one crisis to the next.
1: Right. There's more or less pain and then occasional uh, pleasure. Um, right. But, occasional ecstasy, either sexual, opioid-induced, or both. Right. Which is what makes the um, opium dens quite uh, a well. And I, and I think there's
0: also a little bit of it too. Is it's Thack's coping mechanism with sort of all the death and awfulness around him, right? And, 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 it's he's, also, and it also it it sort of spawns a lot of his creativity and his, and, his ego know,
1: too. I mean, he's a, he's kind of a, he's yeah. a, kind of a crazy. You know, he's a crazy egotist also,
0: right? And sadly, we don't have any opium dens here where I live. Although it does look like a lot of fun as long as as long as you don't get in trouble with Ping Wu. Yeah, I'd stay away from that guy. I'd pay my <laughs> bill with that dude. That dude is frightening. That dude may be the most frightening guy you know on the show in some ways. There's a scene I won't give it away for those who haven't seen, it, but there is a scene where he kills about five people in about as many seconds.
1: Right, and these people are not—they're not, they're not uh, pushovers. They're either. not civilians. Right? Yeah, right these right. people are—they're are all, all
0: professionals. And they one—the one goes down faster than the next. I know. Any uh, any final thoughts on the nick?
1: No, I I uh I'd highly I, recommend it. I wouldn't it. have
0: watched it if you had not recommended it, but I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up and I'm glad I'm watching it. I'd like I said just a few to go. Yeah, it's a good one, I think. My wife really likes it too. She saw me watching it and then I stopped so she could catch up and now we're sort of moving through the rest of it together.
1: And um and I do um, Cliff Martinez, uh, as much as you hate the soundtrack, I love it. Cliff Martinez <laughs> did the soundtrack. He's uh, one of the 92 former drummers of, the, uh, of Red Hot Chili Peppers, who's a composer <laughs> and does a lot. He's done a lot of um, film, um, and his, his, most of his uh, composing is, is pretty rhythmic and is heavily analog synth, but I think this in particular is, is really I thought uh, I saw
0: Flea in the background in one scene. <laughs> Um, Perhaps he was riding in the back of an ambulance I
1: think that was the opium den
0: Alright, <laughs> <laughs> right, should we wrap? Yeah Alright, The Nick everybody Our first TV podcast